Alex was one of the first people I became friends with in kindergarten, but apparently I meant even more than that to her. You were one of the first blonde people I'd ever seen in my whole life. Really? Our friend Melanie, yeah, were the two blonde. And so I figured you must be sisters because I'd never seen another like, blonde. It's like, you two must be related. So that's my first memory of you in kindergarten. I um, never knew that. You've never told yeah, me that. That's so funny. That's, isn't that funny? <laughs> I was like, they must be sisters because they're, they have the same color hair. And this is the only hair I've ever seen of that color. So I don't know what that tells you about my my lack of blonde people in my childhood, but weird. After my presence introduced Alex to the existence of blonde people, we started living parallel lives. Throughout our childhood, we played soccer and basketball on the same team, swam and skied together, sang in choir, and were pretty much always on the go. Our very patient parents and siblings also became friends thanks to a lot of shared time sitting in the audience or on the sidelines of all our events. Alex's family became like an extension of my own, to the point that they unfortunately have a pretty hefty collection of embarrassing home movies of me, including a now infamous music video of Alex, our little sisters, and I dancing around her family's living room to High School Musical 2. We stayed close through college despite choices and personalities that would appear to put us on increasingly divergent paths. Alex is an early riser to my late nights. She went to one of the largest state schools in the country. I went to a tiny liberal arts college. She's a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, while I'm not religious. She's pursuing a PhD in mathematics while I teach writing and speaking. But somehow, our friendship just works. After growing up so closely, we understand each other in a way that feels rare and sibling-like. But before I talked to Alex about all that, there was something else we couldn't not address. The shooting at the King Supers in Boulder that killed 10 people. We had a pretty insane awful week in terms of home um so i want to check in with you and how you're feeling about the shooting that happened since it was like close to our houses right by our high school really like close to home and in every sense of that phrase yeah so how are you doing i honestly feel like i'm doing pretty well all things considered i'm feeling and this is something that we talked about earlier um this week kind of when it all happened but i'm feeling like so many emotions. I'm feeling thankful that everyone that I love is safe. I'm feeling a little bit guilty about feeling thankful. Um, I'm feeling sad and then sometimes like scared or just more hesitant. Um, I'm feeling a lot of like anger or motivation to like eliminate some of the scenarios around like this shouldn't be happening. And I'm feeling angry that it still is and motivated to change, frustrated that I think that change might not happen or that I can only do so much. So it's been, yeah, kind of a roller coaster of, of emotions, but I'm doing, I think as well as I can be. And I just feel really fortunate, but how are you doing? Yeah, I, I think similar. It's just been like such a roller coaster and I feel a lot better today than I have this whole week. And I think a, a big part of that is because I like finally got a full night of sleep last night and I just like couldn't sleep at all this right. week. There were times where I could feel totally normal during the day, but then like almost every night I just broke down when I was trying to go to bed because it's it just all the what if scenarios. There's just mm-hmm. so many. And like, we know that place so well. We know so many people who live there. Our little brothers go to school right by the grocery store, but we're on spring break this week. And so they weren't there and our teachers weren't there because of that. And every night I've had dreams about mass shootings. Um, so that has been awful, but 
yeah, grateful my my family's okay, but it's it's a complicated thing as we've talked mm-hmm. about. Um, it's weird because it feels very personal, but it's everywhere. And I get a New York Times notification about it or like there's just so much information right. you can consume about it. And that matched with my personality. I It just makes me spiral because I like want to know everything about it. And so I've like read everything I can. I don't think that's helpful at a point. And so now I'm trying to like get away from it and take some space from it. Um, but it's hard. You can't explain senseless violence. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. It's actually the other night I went to the grocery store. And it was like late at night. And it was the first time that I've ever been like, huh, like actually contemplating, like maybe I shouldn't go right now. Like, is it safe? Which I live in an area where there's violence, but on a minor level, like it's not the safest place. It's obviously not the most dangerous place, but I was like, hmm, like maybe I shouldn't. And then I went anyway, but yeah, just having to even think about that is new and not my favorite that's the hardest part too is it just takes away a sense of safety of like grocery shopping how are you supposed to do anything if you can't do that safely and like yeah this place that we've been a million times for that to happen there I have always been fearful and really upset about mass shootings um Mm -hmm. that's why they're so awful because it can happen anywhere and I think there's just a big difference between knowing that and feeling that um And now I like feel that we just went to a store. The first thing I did when I got in there was like looked at the exit signs and I was like, okay, I've never done that in a grocery store. I've done that in movie theaters because of the Aurora shooting, but it messes with you. It makes it feel like there's nowhere safe and that's awful. And like, I worry about my family now too. And there's so much irrational thinking, but it's also hard to rationalize that it's irrational when it's like, but it just happened and they could have been there. And yeah. Yeah, totally. With that, with this being the most recent jarring event in a year of jarring events, um, tell me about your year so far and the the good, the bad, the ups and the downs through where you are now. Um, so I was in March, I was on spring break and we were visiting a town in Arizona um, with some friends. And the first sign that something was awry was I got an email from CU Boulder actually, which is where we're from saying, your graduate school visit weekend has been canceled and moved online. And I was like, what are you doing? This is not reality. So everything got canceled. I ended up flying home anyway and spending uh, the rest of March. I kind of finished things out, spent April at home with the family, um, did my finals in Arizona. So went back and like kind of unpacked and had to go through a graduate school decision at home, having not gotten to visit any of the schools besides the one that I go to um, and like the one that I did my undergrad. Um, Went home, was super fortunate that my summer internship got moved virtually instead of all out canceled. So spent the summer working on Zoom and feeling again fortunate to get to see all of you guys and the friends. And then I went back and have been doing school online ever since. Um, Living in my own place in Arizona and yeah, just kind of on the online school train. Yeah. And um, tell me what you're going to graduate school for. I am currently pursuing a PhD in applied mathematics. (laughs) Which is incredible and also the most unfathomable pursuit to me. It blows my mind every time I think about that that is how you're spending your time and your life, like that you can understand something on that high of a level is just like, so incredible to me. So tell me a little bit more about why you chose to do 
a math PhD and what led you to this route? So I have always liked math. We've always been different in that sense of like, <laughs> yeah. like problem, like STEM, STEM, STEM. And you've been like, but like, let's be creative about this. Um, <laughs> we complement each other well, but I've always uh, loved math. So I came into undergrad knowing I wanted to keep taking math classes, but not really thinking it was something I was going to pursue. But as I kind of learned more about it and got further into this classes, especially just kind of in the world that we live in, there's so much modeling and data in all aspects of life. So in health, in biology, in law, in sports, kind of everywhere. And so being someone who is indecisive and also just kind of passionate about so many different things, math is what I want to use as a tool to like make a difference and kind of play in all these different fields that I'm interested in. Um, And so to that end, I decided to pursue some graduate school in math um, and try and learn more techniques that I can use to now then go out into the world and hopefully like improve lives. I also studied nutrition. So I am really interested in like health, like improving kind of personalized stuff with data and with math. So cool. Um, <laughs> and how, how is the program going so far? Well, it has been <laughs> quite the year. Um, <laughs> I say all that and I'm like, yes, I love math. And then I, we talk about how the program's going and I'm like, I don't like math or <laughs> what I'm doing. Um, the first year I didn't get to choose my classes and it's been honestly, like, there's no feeling of success in anything that I'm doing. And I'm learning a lot and spending way more time than I would ever want doing problems that have already been solved and that I'm not passionate about. So it's been really hard. Um, but I'm kind of trying to look at it as a means to an end, um, and kind of a stepping stone that I need to step on and try not to sink, um, as I like get to these other goals. So it's been tough so far, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel and we're getting close. So yay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good way of looking at it. And what's interesting too, is that even though we're pursuing completely opposite career paths in terms of humanities versus STEM and like numbers, 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 versus I'm much more writing, speaking stuff. Um, but we both have sort of ended up in this situation where we're both in the college town that we went to undergrad school in, but sort of having this different life and not an undergrad student anymore. I'm not in school, but I'm still around it a lot too. And like TA in classes. Um, so I'm really curious what that transition was like for you to be living in the same place, to be living in the place where you like started your adult life at 18, going to college, but now to be starting over in the same place again, but at a different age and with a different goal in mind. So how has that been so far? It's been really weird because like you said, like it's same places and there are some parts of my routine that have not changed. Like I still go swim at 6am and every morning, like there are some things that I haven't changed since I got here when I was 18. And then there are so many things that are totally different. Like who I live with, what I like, what I think about school, um, the COVID thing, my goals. So kind of like you said, it's been a hard transition to wrap your head around. This isn't the Tucson that it was two years ago. It isn't the Tucson that it was four years ago. Um, and it's not the Tucson that it's going to be in, in two years. And so just kind of making peace with that kind of path and that difference and change and being able to find 
growth in that I think has been the weirdest thing and the hardest thing. Cause I think, especially just with COVID, like I feel like I've been here forever. I feel so old and I feel like I've met and done all the things, um, met all the people, yeah. done all the things. Um, but I recently, like just the other day, got to actually be with my cohort for my math um, PhD. So the group of students, I got to see some of them for the first time in person ever and just like hang out outside in an outdoor um, bar and just talk to them. And I was like, wow, like it feels so good to meet new people and to grow. And there is new life to be found here. So I think it's been a lot of trying to find the new and the fresh and the exciting while still being fortunate enough to have the old and kind of the comfortable of Tucson because I feel like I've been here for so long yeah I feel very similarly the the part about like feeling like you've done everything there is to do I think is hard too especially with COVID um because it's like that's part of the reason I wanted to stay here was I was like oh my gosh like I can go to Cleveland more and I can try all these new things and go to these new places and you just can't (laughs) right now. Um, So I think that's been an interesting part too, but I also do think there's something comforting about like you're saying, having those established roots a little bit at a time where you can't do those things because then you're not so like out at sea on your own, trying to start over in a new place. Um, So yeah, I, I definitely think good parts and bad parts, but at least for me, I feel like it was the right decision for this year and the right decision for COVID especially. And like, I'm happy to be here. Do you feel similarly? Are you happy that you chose to stay? I'm sure I talked about this with you a little bit while it was happening, but the decision to stay here was so hard um, because I had offers from a lot of schools that I, like I was excited to start a new chapter as I'm sure so many of us were. Um, But I I was kind of feeling guilty for like knowing that U of A was probably where I wanted to be. Like I wanted to start somewhere new and I was like, oh, people are just going to be like, oh, you're in the same place. Like you aren't growing or changing at all. And that was more probably uh, a fear of what other people were going to think instead of the reality. But having made the decision to stay, I'm so thankful because being in a totally new place right now and being as social as I am, like I would be so unhappy if I couldn't make friends or couldn't interact with people and just had to be doing this school, which is brutal wherever you go alone in some random room in North Carolina would have been very challenging. So yeah, yeah, I like you. I am hindsight like a ton of peace and definitely know I did the right thing for me at the time but it was definitely hard to come to that conclusion and to make that decision yeah I think that the fear of like people perceiving you as being stuck or like as not growing was really strong for me also um and I think I it's kind of ironic because I actually underestimated how different it would be still being here I feel like the the structure of my life day to day is so different when you're pursuing one thing, um, mm-hmm. whether that's like a fellowship in my position or, you know, a math PhD in yours, when you're spending all of your time doing one thing versus when you're an undergrad, you're like bouncing between all of these different things. And it just feels very different. And so I think that that's like, I was actually pleasantly surprised by how little like an undergrad student I feel this year, even though right. I'm in the same place. Right. Totally. Yeah, definitely. I have not spent a single day feeling like undergrad more like yeah a grandma 
<laughs> oh, I relate to that. This is an aside, but I remember, I think it was last weekend you called me. You're a super early riser, early bird <laughs> up and at him. I'm a super night owl. Like that's when I get all my stuff done. But you called me and it was Friday night at 930 my time. And you were like, oh, what do you have to for the night? And I was like, oh, I'm in bed. <laughs> like My <laughs> night is over. <laughs> um, so I, yeah. I very much relate to that also. And that was like a role reversal because yeah. when you try and do things, you're like, no, like we should start this plan at 9 p.m. And I was like, <laughs> I do not start plans at 9 p.m. Like that, my day has completely ended. <laughs> uh, um, but on a similar note, so the last time I interviewed you in a formal context was for this radio show that I had sophomore year that was about like sort of transitioning into adulthood and, and transitioning from childhood into being in college because we were sophomores in college. Um in that interview, you very graciously let me ask you a lot of questions about your faith and religion in your life and how that plays a role. Um, but a lot of that conversation also centered on how different life was for you in college versus being at home because our friend group from home and our high school are like pretty diverse in terms of like religion and the way we are and the things that we're interested in, the things that we're studying. So I guess sort of as like a a follow-up question to that. What has it been like since that time three years ago, bouncing back and forth between these two like sort of friend groups of your friend groups at school and your friend groups at home? And yeah, tell me a little bit about how that has been in the time since we last talked about it. I still know that I love having a semi-large group of people that I'm just like so close to where I feel like they know me. I feel like we have just a really good relationship and connection. And that's something that we've built with our friends at home and where I can learn from them. And we just all bring totally new things to the table. But I also learned to appreciate kind of in my undergrad, just like, I felt kind of like the team captain of like a friend group where it was like, I was loving getting to organize all of these events like all the things that I wanted to do it's like on any given night I could rally 10 people to play games with me or like we would have cookie nights and like I was just organizing all of these groups of people and it was so awesome because it was so inclusive like I think this was something that when you came, like we had, you were like, oh, is it going to be weird that I'm at cookie night? And I'm like, no, like there's a random person there every time, which is great because it's just like everyone can bring their friends, but it's different because you don't get the close connections, which is something that I, I need. I'm learning both of those things. Like I like to have my close friends. And then I also like to have opportunities to just have big groups of friends where it's like, I'm going to learn about this new person that I have talked to a couple of times, but we're still so new to each other. And there's so much for me to learn from them. And I feel super fortunate that I have both. And I feel like I want slash maybe need um, both to feel my most complete and like fulfilled self socially. No, I think that's so true. And I, I really do believe it's unhealthy to have a best friend or even like a romantic relationship or anything that you expect everything from one person or like everything from one set of people. And I think it's so healthy to learn how to get all of your needs fulfilled by different groups of people and like who can fulfill which needs. Um, I very strongly relate to that. But I think something also that that I think about um, every time like I come home to our friend group and then come back to my place here in Oberlin and my friends here is that we are very, very different. And a lot of our friends are very different. But I think when we were younger, it was less noticeable because it was like we 
we're just living with whatever our parents' rules were and everyone had different rules in their house. And like, it wasn't really our independent choices or decisions. And I think the older we've gotten and the more sort of like milestones you pass, uh, the more different we've become and like the, the more different decisions we've made. And part of that I think has to do with religion. Part of that is just personality. Part of that is just like the environment we've been in for the past four years. Um, so yeah, I, I'm curious from your perspective, like what it's been like to have that with like me and with our friends from home where the older we get, like the, the decisions we're making tend to get like more different and more different. And yeah, we like choose to have different things in our lives. Um, and we can go into more specifics, but yeah. How, how is that for you? And what is that, um, experience like? Yeah. Okay. I love that. That's so cool to think about because I think it rings so true that we really have in some ways gotten like even more different (laughs) if that's possible. And then mostly the emotion I feel towards it is just like love. Like it's so cool to see all the different things like, and different paths that you pursue um, that are just so different than the things that I'm pursuing. So in some ways it's really cool. There have been times where it's harder because you just, sometimes you lose relationships because at first it's like, no, like we're all kind of in this similar like boat and we're different. But then once you get kind of the freedom to spread the wings, like it just goes and you're like, we don't have as much in common anymore. And so I've felt that and that's been really hard to, cause I just want to hang on to every single like person that I love. Um, so that's been hard in some sense, but I think with us, it's been kind of cool to see how in some ways we're just becoming more and more different, but I feel at least like, especially with you, like I feel still like so close or like our differences are still bringing us together and still complementing each other. Like how we ended up studying abroad in the same place. When we made this realization that we're both living kind of this parallel reality of like, I'm still in the place, like my undergrad, like, and struggling through the same things. That's been so cool and comforting to be like, even though we're making different decisions and growing independently, we still get to grow and support each other, which is my favorite thing can be challenging, but at the end of the day, awesome. I really agree with everything you said. And I also realized just for the sake of clarifying, do you prefer the term Mormon LDS Latter-day Saints for how you identify? Yeah. Okay. So that's hard because recently we've been trying to get this to catch on. It's a mouthful though, of saying like, I am a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints because we're known as Mormons, which is so much easier to like connect to, but it loses the focus of like, Mm -hmm. we're focus on Jesus Christ. So I, (laughs) I don't even know how to answer that question because formally it's like, yeah, a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but that's a lot. So if that's too much, just say like, as part of your faith or as maybe a Latter-day Saint. Yeah, it's we've been undergoing a bit of a rebranding and <laughs> it is a mouthful <laughs> to say the least. No, okay, that's that's good to know and I will stick with that term. So there is all of these lifestyle choices that come with that and that you align with or some of them you do and some of them you don't, but 
what I really love about our friendship is that like, I never feel judged by you. And I feel like I can share everything with you. I can be like, I went to this bar last night and had a really fun time, but I will never be like, oh my God, Alex isn't drinking. I would never peer pressure you to have a drink or, or I, you know, I don't even ask you ever <laughs> because I know. Or, <laughs> that would like, be so bizarre if you asked <laughs> I would be like, Sarah. <laughs> or like, you know, I won't be like, oh, let's go grab coffee. Um, Yeah. So it's just very natural, I think. I very much appreciate that like we don't have to hide anything from each other. At least I feel like I can tell you I made this really dumb decision or like right. I did this and I had a lot of fun or, you know, um, and I don't feel judged in that by you at all. And I hope that you can come to me and like, I love hearing about your church and your church friends mm-hmm. and all of that. And so I think being able to share all of that is huge, but I am curious because again, like when you're younger, these are decisions your parents make for you and um, and, or slash, you know, I didn't really understand what it meant to like be of one religion versus another when I was a kid recently, or since we last talked about this topic, do you find that people judge you or like, do you ever feel judged because you don't make the same decisions as like, say a typical college kid, especially at a, what would be considered by some to be a party school at U of A. Do you encounter that ever? I feel like as we've gotten older, I encounter it less in the sense of like, there's just more people who make different decisions. So there are more people who are like, yeah, no, I don't really drink anymore. It's just not fun. Or like, I believe in this kind of standard for myself. And so you just get a bigger mix. And so it's less like everyone is doing this. Like, how can you not be part of this cool activity? Um, And so that's been nice, just more balance. And you're just kind of as adults, I think you chill out and you don't judge and everyone just yeah. does their own thing, which is so great. Um, so in that sense, I have felt just a lot more. I never feel, I feel like I'm stubborn and I never feel the pressure to do those things, but I felt just a lot more like, like, it doesn't matter. People are just doing like their life and we connect on so many different levels that going out to the bars is not what brought us together and it's not what we connect on but the fact that you do maybe and I don't or whatever like it doesn't just it doesn't make that much of a difference and I found that in a lot of my relationships you're brought together for different reasons and so it's less relevant I think that's really interesting to hear and like that makes me really happy too because I think that last time I did interview you about that it was right after freshman year and there is that like total desperation to fit in and like need again to like find your place in this new space and a lot of peer pressure comes with that on a lot of different levels or even not necessarily peer pressure but just like people like you said expecting you to make certain decisions Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways like fit in or to make friends um and I I really love that like that hasn't been part of this transition out of college and I think that's really true and yeah, I, I hope that continues to be true that like people just let each other make different choices. And I think that is kind of like the difference between that first taste of freedom when you get to college is like people have a harder time understanding that there are different ways of doing things maybe. Um, but then like the older you get, the more people are just at like completely different stages of life, even right. at the same age. And I have a follow-up question with that too, which is over winter break, I was home and you were home and we went on a hike. And at one point we were talking about dating apps and stuff. And I was like, I think I'm just going to wait until after the pandemic. Like, it doesn't really seem worth it to me. And you were like, to get married? <laughs> and I was like, no, to, to date. <laughs> 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 so I 
think there are these funny ways where we're so comfortable together and we know each other so well that I often forget like how different we are or how different our goals and life places are. Um, so yeah, I, I'm wondering if you feel strongly one way or the other, how you feel like which group of friends, whether our group of friends from home or your group of friends from college who are for, are they still for the most part all from church or, or has that changed also? Not really like in right now, not as much, which has been fun and kind of refreshing again. Um, yeah, my church community is not my primary community, um, here in U at U of A, which is the first time, like, and it started kind of with grad school, just kind of like the new transition. It's been the first time since I've really been there where I have it, but it's not my primary source of friends. Like I still have some awesome relationships from that, but that's not the primary community. Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I feel like that goes along with what you said about it gets easier to meet people in different ways and like different things bring people together. Yeah. I'm curious, like which group of friends you feel like more closely aligned with in terms of stage of life. And I don't necessarily think that says anything about how close you are to people or like how strong the friendships are, but do you feel more aligned with like a certain group of friends or a certain community in terms of where you are in your own life versus where other people are? When I was with these, my church community, it was like everyone, like you couldn't get through a week without talking about like who got engaged and stuff like yeah. that. I'm not in that place of life. But now my friends here at school aren't as much either. And so to that end, I would have to say that I'm probably in a more similar life just with my friends here at school because we're all in school as opposed to like having a nine to five job or whatever all of our other friends are up to. I feel more closely aligned, but I think that has changed. I still have, honestly, I think on my desk right now, I'm looking at it, multiple um, wedding invitations that are like face up and like virtual bridal showers I've been going to. And so there's a lot of people um, that I've met through Tucson or just in my life who are at that place, but I'm not there. So I feel definitely closer to to the stage of life of the people that I'm in, because I think we've met in this similar stage and haven't moved out of it yet. Yeah. At various points when I've talked to you, it seems like you have been like more interested in marriage or like that has been something that you want in the near ish future. Um, Do you feel that way now still, or has that changed? I think I still feel that way, but also learning more about myself. I realize that's going to be hard because I'm just picky And I put a ton of pressure on these poor boys to be perfect. Like I just have these standards, which I think is a great thing. And I'm not about to lower them, but it's just, it's going to take me like a little more time to find that. However, that being said, like once I find the person that I want to be with, I'm looking for that kind of, and I am excited to, I think I've used this phrase, but like start life with my best friend kind of thing. Like that's something I definitely look forward to and am not opposed to having it happen in two or three years or like whenever I meet them and can date them for a sane amount of time. I'm old in my culture of like, I haven't been married. And I also think back to like, my parents were married by this time. But speaking of my parents, like I called my mom the other day to tell her like something exciting that happened. And this is not the first time that's happened, mind you. I was like, oh, I called actually both my parents. And I was like, I was talking to my mom and I asked her if my dad was around and she's like, not yet. I'm like, okay, well, like call me when you're with dad. She's like, 
are you about to tell me you're getting married? And I'm like, mom, I talked oh my to gosh. you yesterday. Like, we, <laughs> I, you know, I'm not seriously dating anyone. Deep breaths. And so I think there's so much pressure in the culture that even like some of my family members are like worried um, that I'm just going to call them up one day and just randomly be engaged with like, no, I don't know, warning, which is not going to happen because it takes <laughs> me so like I can't even commit to dating a guy let alone commit my life to them but that being said it is something like it is a goal of mine or like it is something that I want at this point in like or like I foresee in the future um for myself that's so funny I didn't know that about your family <laughs> that's really funny to hear yeah. That is multiple times. Whenever I say (laughs) have news, my mom freaks out and is like, she's engaged. She's engaged. Everyone like she's getting married. And I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) So Uh, funny. Um, Yeah. I think that's just like one more thing where we're so different too. And kind of have like almost crossed in this funny way where, yeah, I like was in this relationship that the other person wanted to move towards marriage. And I was like, oh, I am not at all in that place. And I think what's really cool was that like you were one of the primary people who helped me figure that out and like make that decision and end that relationship because it wasn't going in a way that was healthy for me. And yeah, I just love that like even though our goals are so different, even though like the things we want are so different, I feel like you're very committed to like helping me achieve mine. And I think I really benefit from like getting advice from someone who has such a different sort of worldview and mindset. And I mean, a lot of our background and worldview I think is the same from having grown up so closely um because now I I'm remembering that yeah the first time my mom found out that I had like a serious boyfriend you were in the car and your mom was in the car like we were all together (laughs) we've had very parallel lives really kind of grew up not just the two of us together but our families are are super close Mm -hmm. friends and and we grew up all together. So yeah, our moms found out at the same time about my first like actual boyfriend, right. which is really right. funny to think about. We've talked about this a little bit, but how do you think we are so close? Why do you think we've stayed such good friends, even though we are so different? I don't know. It's hard to pinpoint because I know there have been times and by times, I mean a few weeks where we've like fought, like obviously we've been friends for 15 years. Like we fought or it's been like more distance or we've kind of gone through things, but I think it comes down to at the end of the day, what you were speaking to is like, I feel so supported by you. And I feel like we like just have this safe space. And at this point, it's like, it's not in my mind, almost about a friendship. It's like, no, you are my family. Like you keep in touch with your family and you support them and you just like make the extra effort and show the extra love like to your family. And so that's just kind of where I'm at with the relationship that we have kind of, it's like, we've been through so much that it's not going anywhere. And I have peace with that. And I know that we've had to kind of grow and transition especially from being high school best friends where you get to see each other all the time. Like we've had to navigate, like how do we maintain this friendship um, not living in the same state and how do we still grow and even become like closer and better friends? Um, And I feel like we've just navigated that really well. And I've felt supported throughout everything and that you still are curious about what's going on in my life and I'm still curious about yours and so like we can share the big things but we can also share like the day-to-day oh my gosh I just dropped this 
water all over myself. Like I just have to contact like, the little things where it's like, yeah. you didn't need to know that, you know, but I like, we still care enough to share. We work through our misunderstandings. Yeah. <laughs> um, which we've had many and just focus on the good and growing together. And I feel like we don't put pressure on each other to be anyone other than who we are. We love and push each other to be like what we know the other can be, if that makes sense. So kind of contradictory, but we both like accept them as they are, but don't, but we push them to be better still. No, I completely agree with all of that. I think the family thing is so cheesy, but it resonates so much with me too, because we really did grow up together. And like, again, our whole family sort of did and our siblings are exactly the same age and like our parents are good friends and I feel like from an early age you saw me at like my absolute worst yeah I think our friendship has built up this strength over the years where like we could be really grumpy together after skiing or I got both of us in trouble for spilling nail polish on the hotel room floor when we were with both of our parents and like you sort of took the fall for me too, even though it was completely my fault. Um, And I mean, that was probably when we were 10, but I think from an early age, we started building up like that ability to get through small conflicts like that. And like, I think, especially in middle school, we had our major differences and like kind of grew apart for a while. But I do think that all of that like built this trust and that I don't feel like our friendship is a delicate thing anymore and like we definitely went through periods where like yeah we we fought and like didn't get along super well but we recovered really well from that and also I wouldn't say it's at all a tumultuous friendship but I just feel so comfortable around you that like I don't always have to be my best we've sort of like beat out all of the fragileness in our friendship I think um and I think that that goes into both of what you're saying where I trust you so much because we've gone through all of that and we have made it through all the ups and downs that like yeah I know you're not gonna expect me to be anyone different from who I am and you accept me when I am not always at my best which is huge and so important to have and feels very much like a sibling relationship um but at the same time like yeah I know that you'll give me true solid advice and like there have been numerous times where I am struggling to make a decision and you you like you specifically are the one who's like no you know what to do like come on what are you doing like all of that comes from like building up this um trust from so many years we really have just put ourselves in every possible scenario like breaking teeth I was like I mean I've been your lifeguard <laughs> legitimately you pulled me out of the water <laughs> when I yeah we were on a paddleboard together it hit me in the face I broke my tooth panicked in the water even though I'm a swimmer and yeah, <laughs> you essentially like had to do a rescue die and we, we went to lifeguarding class together also iconic honestly <laughs> our lifeguarding class it was too much <laughs> yeah that's very true and I love the way that you say that um it's not a fragile thing which is yeah really lucky yeah and I think there's a balance with that too where I think you have to make sure, like you said, that we check in with each other and we call each other, even if it's just for like 20 minutes and you're much better at that than I am, to be honest. But um, yeah, I think there's a, a fine line between like knowing that it's this sure thing and having that security, but also not taking it for granted and like not um, taking advantage of the friendship. And I feel like, at least I feel right now that we've like struck that balance pretty nicely. Yeah. 
I think we, it is so strong, but it's also like, we just like to talk to each other. Yeah. Like it's always, when I called you the other day, I walked back into my house and like, why are you saying? I'm like, I don't know. I just love my friend. Like, I just am happy like, to these people that um, like know me and just make me happy. So when I think about my childhood with Alex, so much of it was spent in the in-between. We would change from soccer cleats to choir dresses in the back of her car before concerts. On Saturday mornings, we ran the scoreboard at our brother's basketball game while we waited for our own to start. As juniors and seniors in high school, there were many evenings we would eat dinner in the back of some auditorium with hair dripping wet from swimming before a college info session. Those are some of my favorite memories now, having fun together through the parts of life that are supposed to be boring. This year has been filled with so many significant, often violent events that have a clear before and after. The pandemic, the murder of George Floyd, the election, the Capitol insurrection, and now a mass shooting in our hometown. As soon as these things happen, you know immediately that everything has changed, but it takes a while to see exactly how, to process it all. During that in-between period of shock, it's hard to think about anything else and also impossible to say anything that feels meaningful. But what I've learned this year is that you don't always need someone who knows exactly the right thing to say. Sometimes you just need someone who knows you, like really knows you, and can sit with you in the discomfort of the in-between. Someone like Alex.